Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Is it a bird? Is it a plane? Oh, no, it's a spoiler. That's, that's a spoiler warning, by the way. Peace. I hate the word. I don't. I don't. I one leg and a pocket of chicken. Hello everybody and welcome to Mission Zach's Leguizamo Rama, a podcast where each week we watch something that John Leguizamo's been in because he's a bloody legend and we knew about it way before you guys did. So that makes us pretty cool too. Uh, my name's Mish Witchrup and you would might maybe know me uh, from having a brand new best friend, which I'll talk about in a little bit. Oh, wow. Uh, and I'm joined, as always, oh, by my very man. funny friend, Zachary Ruane, who oh, you might God. know from... Um, oh, the, the, as you may know as the boy who's intrigued about Mish, Mish's new friend. What's this about? I do. Um, Zach, this might come as a bit of a shock to you, but you also have a brand new best friend. Uh, uh, oh, yeah. I see what you've done there. Yeah, that's right. You've, um, I see what you've done there. Are we talking yeah, about John Leguizamo? We're talking about John Leguizamo, uh, which is a first for this podcast. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so basically, to any of you guys that follow us on Instagram, uh, at Mission Zach, I, I give fo- us a follow. I'm one of them. I'm one of the Me people too. that follow you on Instagram. <laughs> Same. Uh, so Zach posted a little question. Uh, to John Leguizamo regarding his brand new film, which is called Critical Thinking, which has recently been released in America. But we here in Australia, we ain't getting none of that good stuff yet. So Zach, like he just posted straight to Instagram. So brave, Zach, so brave. Well, because here's the thing, right? I, 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 I get DMs on my account and even at like my personal account level, there's a certain number where it just starts being like, you're not, you're not reading the DMs. It's too many DMs. You're not reading them. And uh, you're not really reading stories, but demonstrably, mm. I don't, but demonstrably John Leguizamo scrolls through everything he's tagged in, gives it a like, gives it a response, gives it a share. He's what, what a guy. Really great guy. He just like... Honestly, it, that's so lovely. <laughs> I think he makes a practice to sit down, roll th- either he, him or his social media person. I think it's him. He just sits down every day with his phone and he just scrolls through everyone that's tagged him, you know, and it's quite a few and he'll just give it, give it a response. And I thought, well, I want to know when this is coming out. Yeah. Who do I reach out to? Who do I know that knows when and if this is coming out in, in, in Australia? And I thought, well, well, John Leguizamo, he's the person that knows the answer to that question. Exactly. But how do I reach him? Well, the only way we know how um, that isn't illegal, which is Instagram. So Zach posted on Instagram, John Leguizamo, do you think you could please let us know when uh, your film is going to have a release in Australia? Yeah. And who fucking responded? It was John. John replied 
to your Instagram, Zach. I nearly shat my panties. I'm so sorry. Was that John Leguizamo? That was John nah, Leguizamo. You know this. I'm being um, silly. Here. Now, the first time he shared one, no, the first time he liked one of our posts, I shat my pants. You did. The first you did, time I was he shared. Yeah, the Sorry. first time he shared <laughs> you one think, of the posts. If you think Mish is using metaphor here, she's not. I'm she not. literally shat her underpants. My underpants were full of shit. <laughs> so we were like, I was like, oh, Mish. We were in a room together. I think it was like maybe stage two. Um, and I was like, oh, Mish, I think John Leguizamo shared something. And then I was like, oh, what's that smell? Oh, <laughs> Mish, you shut your pants again. You've done poos in your pants. You've got to stop doing that when you're excited. <laughs> um, anyway, basically, when I woke up this morning and John Leguizamo had replied to our Instagram post, I shat my pants <laughs> again. <laughs> um, basically, I, I'm so excited that I would now classify John Leguizamo as our friend. Um, he doesn't follow us yet. That's the next... That's the next goal for me is that he starts to follow us because if he starts following us, we can then DM him and he doesn't get a DM request. He just gets an instant message. Just gets a straight up. And DM. we could just absolutely flood him. With, with like, what, what, what? We you, love you. What did you think of this movie? Yeah. Hey, hey, you were really good. Hey, John, you were really good in this movie from 1994. And he'll be like, thanks. And hey, we'll John, just chat. When's, when's the next Ice Age coming out? It'll be hey, like, John. hey, probably, next week. probably isn't because uh, since the Disney acquisition of Fox, we'll be like, all right. Oh, yeah, sorry to bring that up. <laughs> sorry, man. <laughs> so hey, sorry John, you're really good at acting. <laughs> John. But still, it was very cool. And, and I, we really appreciated all the people that alerted us to his message as well. Thank you to everyone out there that's, Obviously also a John Leguizamo fan that is, you know, keeping an eye out on his socials for us to see when he shares our stuff. It's all very exciting. You're um, like, are you like legitimately like, 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 oh, like, where are you at legitimately? I think it's kind of cool. I think I'm it's not, cool as well. Like, that's yeah, where I'm at. The, <laughs> the, shitting, the shitting of my pants isn't because I'm like. So fucking excited and bowled over. I have an issue. <laughs> so, and I just shit my pants sometimes. It's, it's um, the fact that you're, you're not eating enough fiber. That's really yeah, like I, don't have, I don't have enough fiber in my diet. You need sometimes. some Metamucil. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Um, but so, yeah, that's why I shout my pants. No, I just think it's kind of cool. I think it's um, very fun. It's very cool. John has a, a very specific kind of social media presence where he is very, very kind of like in touch with the people that follow him and tag him and stuff. So, no, I wasn't completely surprised, but it was still very nice. Dude, Tibalt messaged us. <laughs> Chi-Chi from Tu Wong Fu messaged us. It's, the, it's this amazing thing where, like, I think anyone who's stuck with us, all four of you that have stuck with this podcast from the start, um, you've seen us go on this journey of, like, um, of, ha, 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 lol, we're doing this to like, oh no, John Leguizamo is actually listening to then like maybe two months of just like vicious self-editing of like, but it was good. I mean, it was good if, if he was involved. I don't know how involved he was. To now I think I've come to this place of zen of like, I'm glad that there's the slightest chance John Leguizamo is listening mm. because it's made me step away from being a negative Nancy. It's made me yeah. step away from going like, ha ha ha, this is different and from a different time. And it's made me go, I will watch this. I will watch this as a, as a person's work. I'll mm. watch this as a person's 
project and I will engage with it. And yes, sometimes it's a little racist. And yes, sometimes it's a little sexist. And yes, sometimes it's a little poorly written. And one can guess that John Leguizamo only did it for the paycheck. Yeah. But I'm, I'm not coming at it from this like, oh, that sucked. I'm coming yeah. at it from like, yeah. And Mate, if we were coming at it from a spot of like, we are going to absolutely tear this apart because there was a mild amount of racism or a mild amount of sexism, there is no way we could have gotten through a 45-minute episode of Miami Vice. How good was Miami Vice? Oh, I don't want to, Let's just jump in. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read out the, my, my little the, the description of Miami Vice, which I wrote like three weeks ago. I'm that organised. Um, for those of you who might believe that Zach wrote this three weeks ago, we logged on to the Zoom call to do the podcast and Zach was writing. No, no, that implies, that implies like I was like leaving it to the last minute. I came on, we chatted for a bit, Mish threw out some stuff. I threw out some stuff. I was like, that's really cool that John responded to that, that message of mine. Do you want to get into it? And I was like, yeah. And I was like, oh no. <laughs> Oh no! He forgot. And then I took a little minute, but you know what? I'm really proud of Mish. Is I was oh. like, maybe I can make the joke that I just copy pasted it from Wikipedia, and mm. I'll be honest, I did. But yeah. I'm really proud of. I've, I, 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 in that three minutes where we paused the Zoom, I went to multiple sources. This is mm-hmm. from I think two sources. And I, I feel like I added a little bit of my own um, je ne sais quoi. So, mm. you know, uh, this was written in a rush, but I think what I would say is that I've been doing a lot of upskilling by doing this podcast. You know, I'm I'm better at like syncing the audio of Zoom, Zoom things recorded You're really good in GarageBand. I'm better at it than I ever thought I would be. Mm. Uh, I'm better at like getting John Leguizamo to engage on social media. Yeah, that's all you, baby. I didn't have anything to do with that. I no, just shut my pants after you. You've done you've done a lot of great stuff. You've been engaging with him. You you were the one that tagged him first. I was never going to tag him, but you tagged him, and that started us on this beautiful journey. <laughs> Um, I'd also like to say that while we did have the Zoom pause so Zach could write his blurb, mm. um, I watched a total of three trailers for John Leguizamo films from the year 2002. Did you really? To try and, yeah, I'm trying to figure out um, the next few episodes that we're going to do. So, And also, just to call out to our listeners, if there's anything kind of niche that John Leguizamo's done that you would like us to watch, right. not The Pest, stop asking us to do The Pest. If you want to know why we're not doing The Pest just yet, Please listen back to previous episodes where we explain why we don't think that's a great idea yet. Um, or just watch if, The Pest in our Lord's Year yeah. 2020. <laughs> yeah, if you want to watch The Pest, then I think you'll understand why two people... It's just a little tough. It's, it's a, hard a little one. tough. We don't know how to tack, We don't know how to unpack yeah. it yet. Because um, we don't want to something... go against the great writing of John because he's great. He's How good is John Leguizamo? We love him. Um, but no, if there's something a bit niche that you'd like to hear us talk about, we've gotten the Moulin Rouge requests. We've gotten the Romeo and Juliet requests. They're coming, guys. But let us know if there's like a tiny little niche-ish project that he's done, like Miami Vice, which we are now doing this week. That was such a good segue. But before that segue, you've yeah. opened up a can of worms. Um, because I was going to say, yeah, like, like stop asking us to do chef. We're going to do chef. We're like mm-hmm. sprinkling the, the big ones through so that we don't do them all. And then yeah. people understand this. We've explained it. 
But I just realized, do you remember Up Late with Hot Dogs? Do you remember the show Up Late? <laughs> of course I do. So um, I feel that is one to explain to, to the listener. If but you I- tell me that John Leguizamo was on an episode of Up Late with Hot Dogs, I will shit my pants. <laughs> I know you will. <laughs> No, no, um, no, this has got nothing to do with John Leguizamo. I remember something that really frustrated me about Up Late with Hot Dogs, which was like a late night television game show for anyone listening. Hot Dogs was from Big Brother. His nickname was Hot Dogs. Uh, He was like a sexy, cool, fun guy from Big Brother, but his nickname was Hot Dogs. And he would like go on Up Late with Hot Dogs and he'd say, hey, here's the question. Call in. Costs $2 to call in. We want to hear your answer. And and then they wouldn't take the call for like two hours mm. because they wanted as many people to spend their $1. And then people realized that I was always like, how does no one not know the answer to this? And then I realized this is all like a scam. This show is a scam. They want people to no. call in, pay their dollar. Uh, and then they're going to wait as long as possible before they get someone on the line to say the answer it, it was a, a really amoral show, and I think it may have even got taken off air because it, it Is was... Is that fact? Yeah, yeah. Pretty confident that that's fact. Oh, my God. It, that has blown like, my mind. I mean, of course that's what it was, but it never... I remember watching it being like, these dumb cunts don't know shit. No, <laughs> and being like, didn't. if only I had a dollar. I was at like negative $25 in my account during this time. Mm. Um, if only I had a dollar, I'd call in and I'd win that $500. Hot dogs is like the, uh, the uh, sort of the uh, television equivalent of like a carny with like one of those ball games that you can't win. That's what he was doing. Hot dogs is a, a fraudster and a cheat. And, and you, can, you can quote me on that. Oh my god, that's so full on. Also, you previously described him as sexy and cool and fun. No one I know would describe hot dogs as sexy or cool or fun at all. Yeah, surely someone did. No, I liked Vesna a lot. That Which, was in his season of the of Big was, Brother. Was, who Vesna? was Vesna? Vesna was a Victorian hairdresser that went in. She was great. Does anyone remember Vesna? Anyone? Is of- anyone out there? Call in if you remember Vesna. <laughs> it only cost a dollar. <laughs> Call in if you remember who Vesna is. We want to know if um, you remember Vesna. <laughs> who doesn't remember Vesna? Just very quickly. Oh, yeah, please. On, um, this please. isn't a TV scam, but this is like a cool little bit of tidbit about um, television or whatever. I was a big Jersey Shore fan. Yeah. Before they all became really, really rich and just started wanting to brand themselves and they just all they were were these young kids in their 20s wanting to have fun on the the Jersey Shore boardwalk. Yeah. I was obsessed with the show. And I recently found out that Louis Vuitton would send the Jersey Shore cast Gucci stuff. Wow. So that they would then use the Gucci stuff and Louis Vuitton wouldn't look trashy. <gasps> Isn't that interesting? I it might have been the other fact. way around. It might have been Gucci was sending them Louis Vuitton, but I think it was, I think it was Louis Vuitton because they wore was sending, designer thing. That is yeah, and so phenomenal. they would have Snooky. Snooky would be down on the beach, really drunk with her vagina out and stuff, and screaming, and she would be ha- holding this giant, giant Gucci bag yeah. that Louis Vuitton would have sent to her. That is so, so good. So that she wouldn't be drunk with her vag out that on a beach. That is the smartest thing I've With Louis ever Vuitton get-up. Isn't that interesting? So I feel a certain burden to to wrap this up and bring it back because I did divert over to hot dogs. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so what I'm going to say is I'm going to say three things. I'm going to talk to that. I'm going to say that's super interesting. Do we have any Thank final you. thoughts on um, on the sort of uh, that whole thing? That conspiracy? I have nothing else to say. That's a fantastic one. I'm going to say the reason I brought up hot dogs, because I reckon some people are like, why do you bring up hot dogs? Is I feel like hot dogs. I feel oh. like we're holding off the phone call with the answer, the metaphorical phone call that is the answer, and that is our Moulin Rouges and our chefs. And I feel mm-hmm. like we're teasing the Moulin Rouges, and <laughs> I think that's cruel, and it's wrong, and I'm sorry. And I just want to apologize to our audience. <laughs> Thirdly, we've done so much work on trying to find structure in this podcast, and um, it's, t- it's tough because we just want to talk about one pot pasta. And then I, I had a realization as you were talking, as, as we went from um, uh, Miami Vice introduction to uh, how it was poorly written to, um, to uh, or how it was quickly written to the skills I've gained yep. to um, the fact that you are planning the next few weeks of this podcast to yep. if anyone had any recommendations but keep them niche, to the fact that we're going to get to the big ones, to the fact that I feel like... Uh, to hot dogs from Big Brother and Up Late with hot dogs, to um, Louis Vuitton's <laughs> cast of Jersey Shore, <laughs> Gucci as sort of a reverse product placement. Yeah. I realised that maybe what we need to do is open the podcast with the description... And then just let it let it happen. Just sort of go okay. rather than try to bring it back, go with like a dream play type structure. Where, I'm open to it. Where our podcast has no ending, no plan, no no need to call back. We start mm. with all right. Today we're talking about Miami Vice, and mm. if it goes down the path, that is look. I'm not proposing that for this one. I'm talking about next time, maybe in a few weeks. Let's test it. Yep. But if we start talking about Gucci and um, Gucci <laughs> and Snooky and having a vagina out on the beach, neither yep. of us are, uh, both have the personality type, um, yeah. the neurological skills, or the uh, or the um, or the uh, the training to bring it back. So let's stop trying and yeah, let's I just go. Gucci is Gucci on the beach is what this one's about. And you know what? <laughs> you know what? Maybe we'll find ourselves back as we wander aimlessly through the forest that is an hour recording each week. Maybe we'll find ourselves back on the shores of Miami Vice. Yes. Yeah. That's, that's my proposal. Something to think on. Would love I, to hear the listeners' thoughts. I, I love what you're saying, but I really do want to talk about Miami Vice. That's why you start with Miami Vice. We yeah, go, I think hey, that's clever. It's so, Mission Zach. How you doing, Miami Vice? Let's throw it back to our listeners. Would you prefer us to talk about Gucci and vaginas on a beach for 25 minutes before the podcast? Or would you like us to open with the intro and then talk about Gucci and vaginas on a beach? We are going to talk about Gucci. Or one pot pasta or anything that flips into our minds for a moment. That will come up. When do you want us to do it? At the top and then desperately try to wrangle it back to the topic? Or do you just want a couple of minutes of topic and 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 then we do what we do? We'd love to know your thoughts. 
We'd love you to just let us know. I think maybe we can, even when this comes out, we can do a story where we say, hey, if you've listened to the podcast and we'll ask that question and then yep. you can engage in that moment. I'll take I a love that note. idea. Take a little note. Take, let's take that note. Okay. Oh. So, Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Let's do Miami Vice now, though. Absolutely. Absolutely. Here we go. Specifically, Sons and Lovers. Which I believe is the last episode of season two. Absolutely, that was part of my description. I'm so sorry. No, that's okay. But I'm not I'm such edit a controlling bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Please continue. Alright. Sons and Lovers is the twenty second episode and season finale of Miami Vice's second season. It premiered on May 9th, nineteen eighty six, and was rerun on September 9, nineteen eighty six. The final rerun of the second season. The episode continues the saga of the Calderon family. In it, Angelina, an ex-lover of Tubbs, I think, returns to save Tubbs, one of the main characters, I think, from her vengeful half-brother, Orlando Calderon, the son of a big bad guy that I think Tubbs killed, I think, and to show him a surprise. That surprise is a baby, his baby. He adjusts real quick to having a family. (laughs) Then Calderon kidnaps Angelina and the baby. And then shit gets really dark. Thematically dark. Aesthetically, the show remains very bright and (laughs) pastel-y. Orlando Calderon is portrayed by Jonathan Alberto Leguizamo. Born July 22, 1964. A Colombian-American comedian, actor, producer, and director who made his TV TV debut in this very episode. Very well done, Zach. Thank you so much. Very good. As I read it, there was a little bit maybe more of a copy-paste feel than I had Mm. anticipated, but I was pretty happy with it. So I think it's definitely worth mentioning that with a series like Waco, mm. yes, John Leguizamo was only in 50% of that series, mm. but we chose to watch the entire thing, which mm. was six episodes, mm. because it was an excellent series, really easy to watch while we're in stage four lockdown here in Victoria, Melbourne, Victoria. Miami Vice has like 400 seasons. It does. 25 episodes per season thereabouts. So Zach and I made the decision to not watch any previous episodes of Miami Vice and to just launch in with this episode, which is why neither of us are very, very sure of anything. I, 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 I just wish for me personally, I wish that um, when it came to... Uh, uh, because Miami Vice, I'm guessing, was, was not serialised. I'm guessing it was an episodic thing where each episode was largely um, a different crime, a different vice... It's very much like an 80s NCIS. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but 
there is a bit of a running thread is what I gathered. I, I And I just wish as we were watching this episode, I was a little bit confused. I'm like, who's this? What's their past history? I wish there, there was from time to time just lengthy music video like montages recapping entire seasons worth of stories. Oh. Well, that being said, Zach, how lucky were you that in a 45 minute episode, they had a total of two four minute montages yeah, <laughs> that <the> recapped <laughs> everything that happened. They were so full on. They used an entire song. It, like was, the montage, it was phenomenal. Oh, the first montage, I'm like this is one where normally we say, don't you know, watch it, watch it, you know, spoiler alert. This is one where if you're in Australia, it is still on nine now, which is a dot point for me to talk about. But nine now, what a blast. It is on nine now. It is worth checking out because it's those those montages are so special. And what happens oh. is there's a point where they kind of set up, all right, this is an old character, this is an old story. Um, and I was like, oh, no, there hasn't been, like, a previously on because this is, like, on a streaming service. How am I going to yep. catch up? And then he's looking at a photo of this woman and he's like, don't look at that. You know, she's too much pain. And I was like, oh, very subtly we've established she's maybe they'll have one more line <laughs> to establish who she is and what the relationship yeah. is. Then it just slow zooms on his face and then slow zooms on the photo of her oh. that's in a police file. Yes. It's a, it's is, a lovely it's a photo of her <laughs> painting a picture. Yeah. On a beach, isn't she? On, on a, a beach. beach. Yeah, it's just, it's just like, it's in a police file. So it's slow like a happy zoom. snap on a family holiday. <laughs> it's slow it's not even her police file. No, it's, it's a not police even hers. file. It's, it's for someone else. It's for her father that was a, a murder. Yeah. So they slowly zoom in and then this like baller 80s love song just starts oh. playing. And it's incredible. I'm like... Like, kudos to you, Miami Vice. I shazammed it. Hold on. You you are confident. You yeah. are confident in your aesthetic. I've never seen... And I will give it all the credit. Like, we're going to mock this show to no end, but fuck oh. it was confident. It was... The song was After the Fire by Roger Daltrey. Are you going to play a little bit? I'll see if I can find it. Hold on. That's so good. Oh. oh. Imagine. Imagine... Two people, a man and a woman, both with perms, mm. running down a beach together. Because this is what happens, right? So they, 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 it, it zooms happens. in on the photo. It zooms in on the photo and then it We're emerges. We're not paying for copyright for that, so I'm just going to stop. No, it. that's... <laughs> um, it emerges, then then out of the photo, we, we go to a flashback of, of this man and, and this woman, Tubbs and, and Angeline on the beach. And we go, oh, they've got a history. And I'm like, this is really powerful. This beautiful music plays. And then she goes onto a boat. And, and then there's like, through visual storytelling, we go, oh, she's linked to someone that I think he has to investigate. And then it just literally becomes a silent previously on. Like, it's just like yes. the music is playing. And then like, then it's just like, all right, so that's a guy and he has to yeah. kill him. And then there's like fully just a sequence with Don Johnson, just with a machine gun spray killing every motherfucker in Miami to this I music. But then after that, but then after um, Don Johnson, who, if anyone who doesn't know John Johnson, he's just not Kevin Costner. Like, <laughs> that's who he is. He wants it bad, but he ain't. I reckon, you know, I'm going to say, I reckon Kevin Costner is lucky Don Johnson. I reckon you got this the wrong way around. 
Yeah, it's possible. Um, but during Don Johnson, like absolutely spraying the just the vicinity, wherever he wanted to hit the bullet, he's just spraying bullets in the vicinity of that area. <laughs> While he's doing that, they also fade in and out of like a hazy magenta border of two people with perms holding each other, <laughs> like just naked holding each other, which is, of course, Tubbs and Angelina, who Zach mentioned previously in his blurb, um, and then just spraying of bullets. But then also maybe a palm tree <laughs> at one point as well, because they're in Miami. They are in Miami, oh, some art wow. deco. It just was so beautiful. It was so Perfect. like, like... Just like I was like, I think like on a level, I'm like, this is ridiculous. And on another level, I was like, I give this all the points for just like, just my God. Just the lack of self-awareness. They think it's great. Like everything now in 2020, when people take the piss out of a montage, it is literally a Miami Vice montage. Oh man! So that's what makes it so perfect is that it's. It's the OG. Yeah, it really is. I I, I don't think I've ever seen like a, like montages have become a parody of themselves. This is like, oh, this is a montage. And then I should say towards the end, you know, some bad shit goes down. We do the spoiler alerts. Uh, Angeline does die um, somewhat because of a mistake. He had it under control and she dies um, sort of. Because she's tied to, she's in a car tied to a bomb. John Leguizamo blows up the car. She dies. Everything's he's very sad. Also, when she, just while we're on it really quickly, when she dies, he's, Tubbs is mildly miffed. <laughs> he's, yeah, he's, he's, he's pretty thrilled. Well, I think he's very sad, but he's a cool 80s man. So he has exactly. to handle it in Sorry, a different as, way. Of course. as you, We'll go back to that as you're saying about the montages. I'll just say really quickly the final montage that Zach's about to talk about, the song that was playing under this. So this is the end of season two. Perfection is Long, Long Way to Go by Phil Collins, which... Oh. Oh, oh, bitch. So pure, beautiful, powerful. Unfortunately, they weren't able to get an extra day of shooting in the budget. So they did just use footage that we had seen in the last 45 minutes for that montage. (laughs) Him, like, remember, and and it's just like, and I was like, I think you're going to go harder on this show than I am because... I legitimately loved it. Oh, I'm obsessed with it. Oh, great. Fantastic. Because I loved it. I loved it. I will watch more. So, um, spoiler alert, John Leguizamo is actually in two episodes of Miami Vice. He's in one in season two, and then his character escapes them, and he comes back in season three. We don't know what happens yet, but just fucking wait for it, because we will do another episode, and I'm so fucking excited. Don't you worry about that. I'm obsessed with Miami Vice. It's so good. And I was like, I'm not even laughing. I think like most of what's not good about this is like the limitations of episodic television in the 80s. Like most of what's not good about, and like obviously like the moral complexity of of cop procedurals. Those are the two things that aren't good about it. Everyone was like the 80s stuff would be bad about it. The stylistic choices. Those are all like baller and great. And I love them. And they're Mm -hmm. perfect. Unfortunately, they only have seven days to shoot, and that is everything that's wrong with it. Yep. That being said, I never laughed at the 80s because I loved the aesthetic. That being said, Tubbs sees the woman he loves, the mother of his child, Mm -hmm. die, explode in a car at the hand of her evil half-brother. Luckily, Don Johnson was in the back of his car with a machine gun to spray (laughs) 
spray bullets off people. So they were able to deal with the situation by killing like everyone. Like professional cops. <laughs> by killing everyone. Yeah, by spraying bullets in the general vicinity of where the bad guy was while wearing a very full-on brightly coloured blazer <laughs> with just, big shoulder pads. Just beautiful. So he was While also looking it. really sexy and cool. <laughs> he was feeling it, right? Yeah. And I, I, have, to, I have to say... Everything I've said, I I did laugh when I actually laughed at the aesthetic, at the choice when the Phil Collins music started. Mm-hmm. It's it panned up on tubs. Yeah, the man who had just lost the Wait, love of his very life. Quickly, while you're doing, are that. you gonna play the music to evoke yes. it? Yes, so discuss, describe... We're not going to get sued for this, are we? Phil's no, not going to no sue us. Who, who's, listen, who's listening to our I podcast? don't fucking know. Fucking Phil Collins. So this music is playing, and I think maybe there's a shot of the photo of her, and it's like, wow, this is really powerful. This is pain. This is anguish. And the, pe- the camera pans up. And Tubbs is wearing the most, like... Motherfucker, like, what the fuck are those sunglasses? He's literally just sitting there, no emotion, wearing just the coolest, like, sunglasses I've ever seen in my life. And I was like, this movie is a bit, this show is a bit silly. Oh, it was so dumb. So, yeah, like, Zach set the scene very, very well. Car, with love, with the love of his life, explodes. She didn't get away. She dead. She's dead. Like, there's no, like, oh, maybe, no, she dead. And the pan onto his face, it's all music playing, so you can't hear what he's thinking or saying, obviously. But if there was no music, literally the expression on his face indicated to me that what he would have been saying in the moment he watches the love of his life explode to death Mm. is, oh, no. Oh. Yeah. Oh, no. That level of anguish. Oh, Oh, no. And to add to it, which made it so fucking beautiful, is Tubbs is like standing at the the ocean, you know, shore. And he's looking out at the ocean thinking about his dead girlfriend who died like minutes ago, Mm -hmm. maybe 10 minutes ago. And Don Johnson, who is not Kevin Costner, who's obviously like his partner, we're guessing. They're the two like main, they're They're the the two two main main characters. Um, goes over to Tubbs to comfort him after 10 minutes after the love of his life has just gone up in flames. And he goes to him, this is a, he's a best mate comforting a best mate who's just watched his girlfriend die. I'm here for you if you need me. Tell you what, let's make a deal. I'll go write this thing up at the station and then we'll go get some breakfast or whatever. That's, that's, that's real men, Mish. That's, that's how real yeah. men talk. Yeah. Um, another thing I love uh, we've touched on previously as well is in terms of the aesthetic of this film, uh, this uh, TV series, which is so great. Clearly all the actors in it, we'll go with the male actors because there's not a hell of a lot of female rep- representation in this film, but uh, in this TV series. But the actors have clearly been told that no matter what happens, you must remain sexy and cool. Oh, yeah. Under but like- all circumstances, you are sexy and you are cool. And Angelina, who is the female representation in this episode, she's clearly been told you are to be sexy and you must cater to his coolness. <laughs> under, under no circumstance are you to get ugly when you're sad 
No, oh, absolutely. Everyone is sexy, and there, there is like the, the, the absolutely about representation. It's a very male-dominated show, but there is sort of an equal opportunity. No one's allowed to not be sexy, kind of. Uh, yes. In this, everyone is is very sexy all the time. All the time. And unlike, say, a CSI Miami, mm. um, they are sexy a lot of the time. Everyone's really pulling off that that pastel tones. Yeah. There's one outfit that uh, Don Johnson is wearing. So after he um, um, sort of um, uh, mentally manipulates and and uh, 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 mm. uh, Someone who is under his... So after he, he basically does some stuff that is really bad policing, really, really bad policing, the next I'm like, oh, that's a bit... Oh, I feel uncomfortable about this scene. The next scene, he's wearing like a stripy top with um, like no sleeves and like a, like a um, suspenders. And mm-hmm. it looks really, really cool. And I was just like, Fucking fuck, cool. he looks great. Don't they yeah. all... And then they're in like an art deco building. Mm. It is um, it is such a vibe, such a vibe. The whole show is such a vibe. It's like hard hitting, dark, dark, mm. intense, angry, mean, masculine mm. world. But it's all bright pastel eighties. I thought it was just so good and absolutely delicious. And and a bit of a shame, a bit of a shame that when they remade it in two thousand and six. They they were like, don't worry, um, we're gonna get rid of that con- that, and it's just gonna be angry, Colin Farrell. <laughs> <laughs> I've not seen the remake. It didn't really appeal to me. I I um, didn't watch it either. I'm just <laughs> yeah, that didn't really do it for me. I have a question for you though, Zach. I love a question. Um, and you touched on this as well in your blurb. Your blurb covered everything, which is beautiful. Thank you. We're proud of you. Don't thank um, me. Thank the. Uh, the Miami Vice wiki. <laughs> we'll do, oh, yeah, guys, if you are big Miami Vice fans or if you have, uh, we have made you want to go watch Miami Vice, uh, if you go to uh, miamivice.fandom.com, there's a whole website dedicated to, like, the intricate details of Miami Vice. Uh, just so you know, I spent a good 45 minutes on that website. Um, anyway, Zach, mm. hypothetically... You bump into a girlfriend that you dated a year ago, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and she says to you, um, I, I had your baby. Yes, yeah. I had your child. That child is now a year old. Yeah. Or coming on to a year old, like six months, whatever. Yeah. I don't fucking know how old. They all look the same until they're about 12. I had your baby. Mm-hmm. What would your reaction be to, to that kind of news? Like me personally? You, Zach Ruane. Zach Ruane. What I would do is I would sort of go, okay. And then mm. within maybe a few hours, mm. I would um, like take on the child as my own the, and the woman as my wife. And then mm. when Don Johnson talks to me in a scene later in my day and goes mm. like, do you think she might be trying to mess with you? And I go, mm. I would go, I looked into that baby's eyes and it's mine. It's my baby. And mm. then Don Johnson would go, congratulations, dad, is, yeah. is how I would react personally. It's, yeah, I, that, well, that makes sense because that's exactly how Tubbs reacted <laughs> when Angelina told him, I had your son. There was, he had no questions. He was just like, oh, what? And then he looked at the baby like while staying very, very cool. Very cool. And very much like I'm a cop. And he was very cool. Looked at the baby. And then the next cut scene 
was just him just being like, you are, I have a family now and I'm, I'm taking this on. It's like, she left you. She, she ran away and left you. She's come back and said, I have a baby that is six months old. This baby is an established human being. (laughs) And you are just, there was no questions asked. It was so strange. Um, it was so strange. I have some audio from that scene as well, actually. Do you want to break out that? I love it. Yes, please do. Please because, do. Because, again, this touches on clearly the director has told all the actors that no matter what you do, don't get uncool. So they're all like incredibly mild-mannered, um, which is really nice in, 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 in certain senses, I suppose, but... It's very, it's the sort of, it's the sort of like thing that like Fincher does it as Michael Mann executive produced it. If I'm going to be a little film nerd for a second, it's the sort of aesthetic that is really cool. This idea of like kind of cold, emotionless, everything's visually striking, but contrasting with the tone of what's going on and and no one's really doing a lot of emoting. Mm. But what I would say is... It justifies the amount of fucking that is often in a lot of these things. Absolutely. It's like, it's... Yes, I, you abandoned me. Yes, you I, you had my child and didn't tell me. Uh, yes, you're now offering me money to fuck off. But we're both so cool that we could just fuck right now like, and ju- it'll be justified. Let's definitely do some fucks and then let's get to how we're going to deal with Leguizamo trying to kill us both. But first 100%. some fucks because we're very sexy yeah. people and we're very yeah. cool. So we'll do some and fucks. And you can kind of... You can hear it in the tone of their voices. Listen to this. Why didn't you tell me? I never intended to see you again after my father was killed. Angelina, he was going to kill me. I didn't come here for an explanation. I came here because someone is going to kill you. And whatever you are, you're the father of my child and I've had enough bloodshed in my life. That is drama. Oh man, it's so good. It's it's so like I, I think you the- have. I he came to kill you, and you are the father of my child, Zachary. I have come here today to tell you that you are the father of my child. Well, you and have- yes, I I left you. I know that that probably hurt you a lot, but I'm here now, and look at me, and your son, and look how pretty and cool I am. And for some reason, my breasts are out. I can't believe I'm a father. That's amazing. But I'm a cop first, and I have to go and kill John Leguizamo. But before he kills, you kill him, he'll kill you. Please take this suitcase of money and look at my breasts before you leave. Don't you understand? I'm a cop. I gotta do what I gotta do. Not, not, not to mention the fact that he keeps being like, no, I can't take your money and run away. I've got to solve this crime. It's like, can't, there's too much conflict of interest. They would not assign you to this case. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> you, uh, and then when, when she goes missing, so then they go, she goes missing and he's clearly having a very cool emotional reaction to the situation. He then is sent to be the one to get her. But not only that, that like that's that's sort of makes sense because he's the one they're calling. But he's like mm. in the room with the whiteboard, like making the plan. They're like, "What are we gonna do?" And then Don Johnson's like, "Come on, man, you just gotta focus on the case." And it's like, yeah. "That's his wife and child." No, but no, but then at one point, Kevin, not Kevin Costner, says to him. Maybe you shouldn't be doing this, Tubbs. And Tubbs was just like, 
that's my my woman and my son. That's my family. And he's like, fair enough. It's like, that is the exact reason that's why you exactly shouldn't be on this case, Tubbs. Tubbs. That is the exact should, reason. Just, just go to the safe house and chill out, yeah. man. It's, um, it's, it's the sort of thing of like all these vibes. This is what I was sort of coming back to like why I loved the show and any criticism was the fault, not of the show, but of the form. Cause I was sort of mm. saying like Michael Mann does this kind of thing. Uh, David Fincher does this kind of thing. Kubrick kind of does this like cold masculine thing. All of them. And I mean, all of them are famous for t- needing a lot of takes they have very yeah. big budgets because their shoots go for really really long because it's like it's it's precision perfect if you want someone to see their wife or their girlfriend die in an explosion yeah. and give nothing you have to do 50 to 100 takes to get the perfect kind of nothing that implies mm. they're holding it all in if you've got a seven day network tv shooting schedule Mm. it can sometimes come off i I would argue a little silly (laughs) oh i'd say so so let's just say like last week we did john wick john wick yes when the russian mobster finds out that his son stole john wick's car and killed john wick's dog Mm -hmm. there is silence and the russian mobster just goes oh and there is so much weight in that and it's just like oh Fuck, you feel it in your gut. You're just like, oh, God, this is it. Shit is going down just from that one. Oh, can you imagine if <laughs> was playing while he said, oh, and then there was a slow fade into his face and then a slow fade out to a montage of him and John Wick. <laughs> a montage of what just happened yeah. with him. With his son killing the dog, but with Phil Collins in the background going, and it's a long, long way with like synth. But what I would argue, what I would argue, Mish, what I would argue is if, if the makers of John Wick, you got the same directors as John Wick, you got the same cast, you got everyone involved in John Wick, and Mm. you said you have 43 minutes exactly to tell this story. You have, you have 43 minutes exactly to tell this story. You have like made a much smaller budget and you have seven yeah. days to shoot it. I yeah. would argue the result would be comparably naff. I, think, I get you. I think that I got the feeling that everyone involved in this production, if they had more money, uh, if, if, if they made this show for Netflix now, it would be the coolest show on television. Oh, I'm obsessed with it. I will watch more. That isn't a joke. Like, I will genuinely watch more Miami Vice. I will say really quickly before we talk about John Leguizamo. Oh, yes, we will talk about John Leguizamo. We'll get to John. I've got one point as well. There was just one point I wanted to make about... um, I've mentioned previously that my favourite kind of film is a horny horny early 90s Mm -hmm, thriller. mm -hmm. I stand by it. I do. Mm-hmm. Um, but upon watching Miami Vice, I realized it might not just be like horny 90s thriller. I think I just like horny stuff. Yeah, I think you're just because a horny this, gal. I'm just, I just, I'm just horny. Um, no, there's, there's a very different kind of horny with 80s horny. Mm. And I had the same kind of reaction to 80s horny crime TV shows as I do to early 90s crime horny thrillers. 
Um, I think I just like horny stuff. I think you're horny I think stuff you're a, with, ba- with men in baggy pants. I think you're a horny gal. I also think I think there's something about like there's something so funny in the age of pornography. Watching anything that's horny, mm. that's not porn. That's just like, mm. oh, isn't this hot? What we're allowed to show you at eight thirty? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, Isn't 100%. this the sexiest thing that we can show you? Mm. It's like, yeah, it's pretty sexy. It's the equivalent of like a two thousand and uh, a twenty twenty side tit. Yes, you might get you might get a bit of side boob in something. In the eighties, you got cool cops that with machine guns and shoulder pads and perms. The sh- machine guns are so cool. That's a great like one point. I have one point before we uh, go on to talk about Leguizamo. Um, and it, it sort of pertains to the whole uh, the whole kind of thing that I'm saying, which is I believe this is very cool. It has this like knowingness. I think the, the truly great things, the v- difference between something that's dated versus something that is like um, that is dated versus something that's timeless or a time capsule. Uh, mm. I'll talk about this a lot when we get to Romeo and Juliet. Oh boy. Is, is I think there's a knowingness. This feels like it's set in the 80s, even though it was made in the 80s. This is more 80s than Stranger Things. Do you know oh, what absolutely. I'm saying? Like, this is absolutely. like so good in its aesthetic. Yes. I love the show. The filmmaking is really good. I think mm-hmm. a lot of the actors are really good. Like Don mm-hmm. Johnson has been used by Quentin Tarantino and stuff. Like great actors. And I think nothing like fights for my thesis that the issue is budget time and the specific restraints of television in the 80s than uh, the small hats i'd like to talk about the small hats in the opening uh, yes in the opening sequence <laughs> do you know exactly they, what i'm talking they had about little tiny hats there's a big fat man with a little tiny hat <laughs> So there's this awesome scene where they're like, there's like these cops are undercover, even though they're like, they do it every week. So surely the underworld of Miami have worked out which two people are the undercover cops, but whatever, we're not going to go there. So yeah. they're undercover and they're doing an undercover deal with a, with a bunch of uh, Latino, Latinx uh, criminals. And, and, and they're like, oh, could this blonde man with short neat hair be an undercover cop nah he seems legit and they they invite him <laughs> in and he's wearing you know his, his his dress shoes with no socks he's wearing his pastel jacket he's looking real cool Tubbs is wearing his suit he's looking real cool everything is perfect I'm like this has a better aesthetic than I was going to give it credit for this is very very cool cut to a fat man with a tiny hat <laughs> and he's like on the radio he's like <laughs> Over and out. Uh, what are you doing in there? And then he's got another man sitting behind him, a skinny man with a with a hat backwards. <laughs> and the hats are too small. And it's the funniest thing I've ever seen because it's it, oh, it's so. I, took I just a- like that even now um, in 2020. Like I I I'm not going to say where I live, but like northern suburbs of Melbourne. Um, the the 80s fashion is quite like it's back. It, it's back, and you'd see people walking down the street with big stripy shirts and suspenders. But at no point has anyone accepted back those little hats. Like, I, I... we'll take back the shoulder pads. We'll take back the vests. We'll take back 
the suspenders and baggy pants. I am not taking back that little hat. Even hipsters, even 22-year-old hipsters who are trying to find themselves aren't taking back those little hats. But this is the thing, right? I think, like, little kind of baseball caps were, were kind of in fashion. I, I don't believe that was a stylistic choice. I believe... Um, they got to set on the day. It was day three of seven. They got to set and the costume lady was like, all right, I've got your hat. They were like, the director was like, oh, weren't they meant to have hats? And then the costume lady was like, oh yeah, I got the hats. And she went to the box and she put the hat on and the hats are too little. And the director was just like, oh, I really wanted hats. (laughs) And she's like, well, I can run down to the shops and buy bigger hats. I mean, we're near the shops. And they're like, we don't have time, Maureen. And then, the, and the first AD was like, yeah, we really got to shoot. Um, do you, do you want to strike the hats? And the director was like, no, I think I, I don't think you could really tell. And he was looking at the monitor. Well, they maybe they didn't have monitors then. He was looking at something. He was like, I don't think you could really tell. And here I am, thirty three years later. I took a screenshot. Um, <laughs> I, I'm gonna. I'm here to tell you. Those hats were too little. They were too little. <laughs> oh, so they weren't little because they were 80s hats. They were little because the costume department didn't do a very good job. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to show you my photo of the little hat. Um, right. I, I don't go back very often. You know you know this about me when we talk about things. You will go back and rewatch scenes. You'll record them. I, mm-hmm. I, I feel that's a trap. If I do that, I'm going to do it every minute. So I just have okay. almost a blanket rule that I don't go back. Uh, Unless I miss a key piece of information, I keep rolling through. I went back, I think, four times. I'll show you. I've got this screenshot, um, so I'll put it on, like, something for other, for listeners to see. Um, If you want to see the little Follow at Mission Jack. Mission Jack. (laughs) Mission Jack. Mission Jack, follow. Um, Follow at Mission Zach if you want to see the little hat. But I'm going to show Mish the little hat now, and then we're going to move on, because I... I really... We really do need to. <laughs> yeah, but you got to see the little hat, man. I want... Yeah, we're going to see the little hat. You're go, you're but then we s- have to move on. you got to see the little hat because I went back four times. I was like... I was just watching this show. I, I, did, I was watching this show. I'm like, man, that cunt's hat is little. <laughs> <laughs> show me, show me now. I'm showing you. Oh, my God. All right. Look at this guy's little hat. <laughs> Oh, that's a little hat. It's sitting atop his head. That's it's not even hat. sitting around or on his head, but atop, atop his head. It is a little hat, guys. I wish you could see what I can see. We're, we're going to post the little hat screenshot. We're post the little hat. I made sure when I got the Hashtag screenshot. Hashtag little hat. So I watched it a couple of times. I was like, i got to get a photo of this little hat. And then I took a photo and it didn't quite work. And then I was like, I know what I'll do. I'll go back. I'll do a screenshot the little hat no you didn't have a blurb ready but you (laughs) sure as hell had photos of the little hat well what i did is i did a screenshot then i got the screenshot and then i kept watching i'm like hold on a second i didn't get the nine now logo in my screenshot Oh, God. So I went back and I got the nine now logo. We don't have I'm to really, talk really about glad. nine now. We can talk I'm about so, it. so happy that we've covered the little hat. But before we finish up, which we really do need to do, mm-hmm. um, I just want to touch on the John Leguizamo aspect of uh, this That's episode. Fair. He didn't um, have a little hat. No, he didn't have a little giant jacket. Very <laughs> big jacket. Big, big blazer. No little hat. Um, so John Leguizamo was 22 years old. This was his TV debut. Wow. He had previously been an extra in a music video. Look it up because we will do an episode on it. Um, but this was his first thing. 
And holy shit, what a first thing to get. Yeah. Can I just say? Yeah. Um, and it's baby Leguizamo with a big jacket and a big gun. <laughs> it's like they knew that Leguizamo would become more famous and they were like, let's put him in a big jacket to make him look more baby Leguizamo. Yeah. Also, it's... maybe because it was the fashion at the time. Yeah, possibly. <laughs> um, and he plays a, a baddie. Um, have we watched anything where John Leguizamo has been the baddie yet? Except, well, the horny thriller. He wasn't the baddie, but he was like... He wasn't a baddie. He was just horny. He was just a horny... Um, <laughs> Who like, hogtied his therapist. Yeah, he was a horny, like, uh, like borderline serial killer. Mm. Um, but he was like, he didn't kill the characters in the movie. So he was a red herring. The real mm. baddie was Alan Alda from yeah. MASH. Um, no, I don't Spoiler think we alert. have seen him. Um, yeah, spoiler alert! If you were if you're intending to finally get around to watching, <laughs> whispers, in, whispers the dark. in the dark, staring, starring Anthony Lapal. Oh man, it was on my list. Such a such a good film. Um, um, yes, so yeah, you, no, no. I think it was the first time I've seen him play a baddie, a proper baddie. Yeah, yeah. and. It was just so great knowing, going into it, knowing it was his first, his TV debut, just thinking what John would have been going through then and wishing I could go back to 1986 for my way, well before my parents conceived me, going back to 1986 and telling John, one day, John, one day you'll look back at this and be like that. My blazer's fucking huge. <laughs> one day, and John. I'm wildly successful. One day, John. You look, you're going to, here you are, seventh billing. One day you're going to be fifth, fourth, mm. and even third billing. So get ready for that. Get ready for that. And sometimes top billing, but in my opinion, not enough. But you know that. And the highlight of your career is going to be when two cunts in Melbourne <laughs> decide to get together, call a podcast like was Rama and spend it talking about Dr. Phil, one pot pasta. And what, what Snooki. else do we drivel on about? Snooki. And what? Snooki. And Snooki. And vaginas on a beach. There you go, man. And there then I'm go, just going to disappear. And then I'm going to disappear in a montage. A fade out of... <laughs> <laughs> All right, Zach, based on Leguizamos, how many Leguizamos do you give episode 22 of season two of 1986? Miami Vice. I've been given, a, like, I've consistently given really high Leguizamos and I definitely regret some of my earlier ones, not Arabian Nights, um, because, like, I keep hitting great ones. But I also think, I think, like, if it's got John Leguizamo in it, it's it, it's kind of an automatic three up, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> like, that's part well, of the issue with having... the Leguizamo score. Well, I kind of like to look at it uh, as I go into it with a five Leguizamo rating mm. before I start watching it. And then you have to do stuff for me to remove the Leguizamos because simply by having him in it, you're worthy of five. But if you don't utilize him properly, fuck you. Fucking you know hell. Mean? Mish, yeah. can I hear yours first? I, 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 you often get accused of copying. So I okay. want you to get often. It happened once, once. and then you it brought it up. Once. <laughs> It happened once. I would love to hear yours first because I, I actually haven't formed one and I'd like to copy off you, please. <laughs> sure. Uh, so I am giving a lot of fours. 
I give a lot of fours away. Most of the fours. Um, I mean, that's how it works. Yes, yeah, most solid fours. So, again, going into this this with a five Leguizamo rating, I'm coming out of it with another four Leguizamo rating, and yeah. this is why. Okay. Uh, because it kind of – it was the first thing he ever did, and he got a good role, and for that I respect Miami Vice for giving the little guy – a seventh billing and not a 22nd billing. Yeah. Because there's a lot of fucking cunts in this show. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's a lot of fucking cunts. And they gave some guy fresh from acting school in New York a role in Miami Vice and a big one. And he, and he stepped up, didn't he? Yeah, he stepped up. And I feel like he did a bloody great job. He was very important to this episode. Can we say like, we're not being patronising to John Leguizamo, we're being patronising to baby John Leguizamo. Yes, of real, course. Like John Leguizamo up, now. Good boy John. Le- good boy Leguizamo John. now, we know he's going to kill it. He's going to step yeah, exactly. in, he's going to go bam. Like, oh, imagine, imagine if John Leguizamo now was in that episode. Oh. Oh. I was thinking, oh. I'll, I'll talk about this with my review. Um. So I'm going to give it, I'm going to give it four. And a lot of that four is to do with the fact that I am now mildly obsessed with Miami Vice, genuinely considering starting a podcast about Miami Vice. Love that. Love that. Um, that could be a Patreon thing, to be honest. That's a great <laughs> Patreon thing. Thanks. Um, but yeah, no, I'm I'm going to go with four. That's so great. Like That's a fantastic... Uh... Um, because I respect that it launched his career. But I'm not, it didn't launch his career. No one gave him work based off this. But it was... It was the first, he he bloody had a shot. No, Miami Vice was quite. Oh uh, yeah, because then he didn't get lots of stuff until the mid, mm. to, yeah, early nineties. Yeah, so it was a few mm. years after that. Um, look, here's what I'm going to say about uh, how many Leguizamos I want to give it. Um, he wasn't the lead, so I think that automatically like makes it not a five. Um, the limitations of network television definitely got in the way, um, but they led to small hats, which was my favourite thing in the world. Um, I was so surprised with how much I loved this show. I loved this show so much. I loved so much about it. I think I give it four and three quarter Leguizamos. Do you know how hard it is to do a three quarter Leguizamo face on the Instagram photos? Mm, challenging, I imagine. Do you just, yeah. Wouldn't you just cut it off? At the, are you doing like a vertical line or a horizontal line? I'm doing it freehand because the the little app that I use to edit photos doesn't allow for straight lines you have to do it freehand what do you mean oh, that's you, okay. you smudge it off you smudge off yeah i have to just do it like t- chop a wedge out it's not that hard i'm not a fucking idiot why don't you take a square of the color underneath it <laughs> oh well i don't know zach why don't you take a square to get a pin underneath anyway okay. <laughs> uh so what did you give it four and three quarters yeah, but you can make it whatever you want for the instagram no nope, nope. we'll do the four and three quarters that's fine um, all right, so, uh, guys, I'm going to read a review, which is pretty cool. Thank you so much for all your reviews. We love them, all the five-star ones. You, you guys are the best. Uh, this is a review. I'm going to read one from Thea Mando. Uh, five stars titled Lovers of Leguizamo. Ooh. Um, i got to say, it's really nice and reassuring to know that there are others out there like me, others who genuinely love the work of character actor John Leguizamo, to the point where they don't have to Google a cast list to see where they know that guy from. Mm. Others who know he's more than just Sid from Ice Age franchise. Others who no one understand the power that man holds. Thank you, Mission Zach. Now that is lovely. 
um, and we appreciate it. And so sincere. Yeah, <laughs> I love like, John um, I was reading through reviews going like, I'll pick a review. I started reading that one. I'm like, oh, I'm going to wait for the punchline where they're like, oh, and all you guys do is talk about one pot pasta. That was just a genuine thank you. And you know what, Fiamando? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I would say that we're making this for you, but it's it's not. It's because it's for Zach and I. It's for me. I legit, <laughs> I legit, as I watched Miami Vice, I was like, oh, I'm fully just doing this for me because I, yeah. I love that I get to watch Miami Vice right now. I love that I'm like forcing myself to watch Miami Vice. And I was like, yeah, so great. And then I like, you know, I'll, I'll shit out a podcast for some listeners, but really I'm <laughs> doing this to watch Miami Vice. That's the point. Pretty much. It's nice for me. I'm, I'm getting a break from RuPaul's Drag Race, which is all I have watched. You have watched so much. That's how I did so RuPaul's much. Drag Race as well. I did it in as like this single like burst of advert. And then I was like, that's a lot of RuPaul. And then they made a million more. And I was like, I have to throw down. <laughs> so this is your homework, everyone, for this week. Uh, contact on Leguizamo and uh, tell him to follow us on Instagram. Oh, Thank you. don't bully him, though. No, don't, we're not something. I'm not, I'm not encouraging him to bully him. I'm just saying, hey, John, have you heard about this really awesome podcast that's about you? Okay. Jump on board. Uh, the second piece of homework is, you guys, jump onto Nine Now. Nine that's Now. That's Nine Now and watch the final episode of season two of Miami Vice. Yes. That's pretty cool. That's cool. And also, uh, jump into my DMs and let me know your favorite drag. Uh, <laughs> drag queen because I'm obsessed with RuPaul right now and if it weren't for John Leguizamo projects I would still be watching RuPaul right now it's a good break it's a good break it's a good way to break yeah I'm uh, just gonna say it I love Nina West love her I love Nina West as well uh, can I do my three t- t- homework tasks for everyone yes yeah good so the first homework task is um, just uh, jump on that net Jump on um, nine now and watch um, watch uh, the next episode of Miami Vice. That's the first one. The second piece of homework is um, just give us a like on that mission, Zach. And the third piece of homework is jump into my DMs and um, just say hello. Say hi, Zach. How are you? I didn't have guys, any Mish. That's Mish. that's six that's six homework tasks. It's like you're in bloody year ten again. Mish, I didn't uh, can I, I didn't have any homework tasks. I know, that was that was that was embarrassing for you, so <laughs> anyway, um thanks for listening guys. We hope you like Miami Vice. Bye. <laughs> Bye.
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.